Today we are going to look at a great deal of scripture concerning the last days. So if you would like to follow along with your Bible and can do that, please get ready for that. If you are unable to follow along with a Bible, you can listen to this recording about the various wraths of God that are coming on this earth. And then you can read all of these scriptures later by going to our blog, which is Jesus Ministries Exhortations, and look for the podcast, which is entitled, The Angels Pour Out the Plagues of the Vials of the Wrath of God. You will find that recording on the right-hand side of the homepage of Jesus Ministries Exhortations under the word podcast. You can click on the link that is provided for you and bring up the podcast and see the scriptures. The end of this present earth comes and the great wine press of God pours out blood of the wicked in judgment upon this present earth before this earth is destroyed. First comes the second coming of Jesus where he shouts and a trump of God sounds and the archangel and the dead in Christ rise and meet him in the air. Those who are following scriptures and following God through scriptures are then taken up from this earth. We are changed in the twinkling of an eye, says Paul. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. In a twinkling of an eye, that's how fast we're taken out. If you will, just join me right now. Blink your eye. Blink. That's how fast we'll be gone. You're not going to tell anybody goodbye. You're not going to make any preparation. You're gone. And we do not take these physical bodies with us. God gives us a new body as he wills. That is also in 1 Corinthians 15. I don't think very many of the people who attend churches and call themselves Christians will be taken out. Because before Jesus returned and returns, Antichrist has to move into the churches. He moves in by the falling away from Scripture. As churches fall away from Scripture and accept another doctrine, Antichrist can move in. The restraint against Antichrist is removed with the scriptures when they are removed. For example, the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. That scripture has been removed for decades from the churches. I've never heard it taught in a church. That scripture is Matthew 5.32. But I've never heard that taught. I've never seen it practiced in a church. In, on the contrary, churches set up single classes so divorced women and divorced men can meet each other and marry. 
That's exactly why people who are single flock to those classes, to get a Christian husband or to get a Christian wife. But what if that wife has been divorced? What if that woman that you're considering has been divorced? The Bible teaches that if you marry a divorced woman, you commit adultery. It also teaches that if the divorced woman remarries, she commits adultery. Now you'll say, oh no, no, that's not what the Bible teaches. Well, it is. If you look at Matthew 5, 32, if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10 and 11, Paul said it's a commandment of the Lord. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled with her husband. Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 says if the woman is divorced or leaves her husband and marries another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is no adulteress, though she marry another man. These things are not taught at churches today. That's the Antichrist taking them away. We had a woman among our group for a while, and she wanted to remarry after divorce. She had been raised in a Baptist church, and apparently at that time in the 1940s, they were teaching that the divorced woman could not remarry. Those doctrines were taken away from the churches. Why? It wouldn't be popular. The churches created new doctrines to look more approved in the eyes of society, to look more rational. Many churches take in homosexuals and lesbians while they're still practicing the acts of being a homosexual or lesbian. While God calls such vile affections, Romans chapter 1, but many churches today approve homosexuals and lesbians while they're still doing the acts of homosexuals and lesbians. Of course they can be saved if they see their sin and turn from it and don't repeat it. But that's not what the churches are doing in part today. Many of the churches today are accepting them. Some churches even let homosexuals be ministers. So what's happened is this. The churches changed the doctrine. It isn't that the Bible changed or the rules changed. The churches set up another doctrine. We run into this all the time. There was a woman that is interested in buying a house that we have for sale in Texas. She identified herself as a Messianic Jew. Then she went on to say she had been divorced, twice divorced. And she said she was 60 and now she is interested in buying this house that we have. 
She mentioned that she'd just met a new man. Pam Patchett, who had spoken to the woman, told her, said, if you, if you should have sexual relations with this man, it'll be fornication, but if you marry this man, it will be adultery. And this woman said, oh, but I'm a Messianic Jew. We don't go by the Bible. We have our own doctrine. I was horrified to hear this. They don't go by the Bible. They have their own doctrine. We have only one rule book for the church, and that is the New Testament. Anything else is written and made up by man. And if you're sitting there in those churches where they do that, and you're worshiping something other than the Holy Scriptures, and worship, by the way, means obeying. Satan said to Jesus, if you will obey me, if you'll worship me, all will be thine. Worship means to obey him. If you're following anything other than the Holy Scriptures, you're in serious trouble. Jesus himself loved the Scriptures so much that he was willing to die on a cross to fulfill the Scriptures. You'll read that at the end of the Gospels. We must have the same love of the scriptures today we are will look at the last of the wraths of god that are coming upon this earth when jesus returns he will remove he'll take the dead in christ up to meet him in the air those who follow scripture who are still alive at that time will rise to meet Jesus in the air. The remainder of the church that worships idols will be left to go through the Great Tribulation, in my opinion, and they will suffer the wrath of God along with the world. Revelation chapter 11. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that thou shouldst give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great. His name is the word. They that fear the scriptures and obey the scriptures. And shouldst destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was opened in heaven. And there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament, the word of God. And there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. Revelation 12, verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our 
God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. What about it? Is our testimony in line with the word of God? Are you saying the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery? Which is in line with the word of God, Matthew 5.32? Or are you saying it's okay for you to marry a divorced woman? There's no problem. See, we overcome by the word of our testimony. We overcome in the sight of God by the word of our testimony. Verse 11, once again, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. In other words, I don't love my life in a church group more than I love the scriptures. I love the scriptures most. And that's what we have to do. Otherwise, if you're still alive when the Great Tribulation happens, I believe you'll be left here to go through the Great Tribulation. But you should love the scriptures anyway. That should just be automatic with Christians, that they love the Bible. And if you love the Bible, you will line your words up with the Bible and you will do what the Bible says in the issues pertaining to this present life. Revelation 14, verse 9. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest, day nor night, who worship the beast and his image. And whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Bringing it to the level at which we can understand, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10 and 11, Paul says, Thus say I, yet not I, but the Lord. This is a commandment of God. Let not the wife depart from her husband. But, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or return to her husband, and let not the man put away his wife. That's a commandment of the Lord. Verse 13, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, 
Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud thrust his sickle into the earth, and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the winepress, even unto the horse bridles by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Revelation 15, And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the last seven plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. Now the seven plagues are going to be poured out on this present earth, and after that, this heaven and earth will be destroyed by fire. Verse 2. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. And they sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee. For thy judgments are made manifest. And after that I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony, the word of God, in heaven was opened. 
And the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues, clothed in pure white linen, and having their breast girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials, full of the wrath of God, who liveth for ever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. Revelation 16 And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth. And there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which worshipped his image. That word noisome is having great odor. So it would be a very odorous and grievous sore. They worshipped his image, the mark of the beast, the beast image. They worshipped their churches. They worshipped the idols set up in the churches that have come about from the destruction of the word of God. Don't be there with them. Don't do it. You can read the Bible and tell what it says. And when your church group is doing something opposite from the Bible, you can't stay there. Or you will be condemned with them. Verse 3. And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of water, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shall be, because thou hast judged thus. For they shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy of blood to drink. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God which hath power over these plagues. And they repented not to give him glory. Verse 10. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast. And his kingdom was full of darkness. And they gnawed at their tongues for pain. And blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores. 
and repented not of their deeds. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the waters thereof was dried up, that the way of kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits, like frogs, come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils, working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. They're the spirits of devils working miracles, and they'll deceive many because they'll see the miracle and they'll say, Oh, a miracle, that was God, never thinking it was caused by a spirit of a devil working miracles. Behold, I come as a thief, blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven, from the throne saying, It is done. It's over. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not seen since men were upon the earth so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent, and men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. That is what's coming in the Great Tribulation. It's a period, Jesus says, has never been seen before. It is so destructive. It comes because of the wickedness of men on this earth, in the world and in the churches where they've cast aside Scripture. The Great Tribulation comes upon them. It is the wrath of God. Sort of reminds you of Sodom and Gomorrah, Genesis 19. It also reminds you of the days of Noah, when God destroyed the earth for the wickedness and the corruption and the violence of men. But this one's final. At the end, the great tribulation, it's over. And then the heavens and the earth are destroyed by fire, as Peter says in Second Peter chapter 3. 
and those who have been removed from this earth and are with Jesus in the clouds are taken to that new heaven and new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. And there will be no liars as we have on this earth. There will be no idolaters, fornicators, wicked, murderers, thieves. None of those will be there. It will be true righteousness, which we will never have on this present earth because Peter says, it's the new heavens and new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Second Peter chapter th- uh, 3. You can see every one of these scriptures that I have spoken today on our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations. On the right-hand side of the blog, you see podcast. Click on that link. It will take you to this recording and all of our recordings. You can click on today's recording, which is the angels pour out the plagues of the vials of wrath. Every scripture that's recorded here will be on that blog in writing so you can see the scripture for yourself. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you today.